0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Thoughts From Home. I'm your host, Mark Drew Waddell. Today, we're diving into a topic that's been making headlines around the world, especially in the past 24 hours. It's the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas. This episode aims to shed some light on the situation. So let's get started. To understand the current conflict, it's important to know the history. Israel was established in 1948, and since then, it has faced numerous challenges to its existence, including conflicts with neighboring countries and terrorist organizations like Hamas. Now let's talk about Hamas. Founded in 1987, Hamas is a Palestinian militant group that has been designated as a terrorist organization by several countries, including the United States and the European Union. Their charter explicitly calls for the destruction of Israel, and they have been responsible for numerous attacks on Israeli civilians. The current conflict has seen a surge in rocket attacks from Gaza into Israeli territory. Israel's Iron Dome defenses have uh, has intercepted many of these rockets, but the threat to Israeli civilians uh, remains real and constant. Israel, like any sovereign nation, has the right to defend its citizens. The Israeli Defense Force has been targeting Hamas infrastructure to neutralize the threat. It's crucial to note that the IDF takes measures to minimize civilian casualties, unlike Hamas, which often uses human shields. While discussing this conflict, context is key. Israel withdrew from Gaza in 2005, giving the Palestinian Authority a chance to govern. However, Hamas took control in 2007. Since then, Gaza has been a launching pad for attacks on Israel. Peace is the ultimate goal for both Israelis and Palestinians. However, peace can only be achieved when both parties are willing to negotiate in good faith. Israel has shown its willingness. It's time for Hamas to put down its weapons and come to the table. The international community has a significant role to play in this conflict. While it's easy to point fingers, it's crucial to understand the complexities of the situation. Diplomatic efforts should focus on bringing both parties to the negotiating table rather than isolating one side. Media plays a powerful role in shaping political uh, public opinion. It's essential to be crucial consumers of news and to seek out multiple perspectives. Often the media can present a skewed view of the conflict which is why it's important to dig deeper and understand the nuances. While we focus on Israel's right to defend itself, it's also important to acknowledge the humanitarian issues that arise during conflicts. Israel has been sending aid and providing medical assistance to Palestinians in need, even amidst the hostilities. Looking ahead, what does the future hold for Israeli-Palestinian relations? For lasting peace to be achieved, both sides must be willing to make difficult compromises. Israel has shown its willingness to do so in the past, and it's crucial for Palestinian leadership to reciprocate. The conflict has profound impact on Jewish communities worldwide. The rise of anti-Semitic incidents during a period of conflict is is a concerning trend that needs to be addressed. Support for Israel's right to exist and defend itself should not be conflated with bigotry or hatred. To gain fuller understanding of the ongoing situation, it's worth looking back at the 2014 conflict, known as Operation Protective Edge. This was a seven-week military operation launched by Israel in response to rocket fire from Gaza. The operation aimed to stop rocket attacks from, and destroy tunnels uh, used by Hamas to infiltrate Israel. The conflict was triggered by a series of events, including the kidnapping and murder of three Israeli teenagers and the subsequent revenge killing of a Palestinian teenager. These events led to a significant escalation with Hamas launching rockets into Israel, prompting Israel to respond. One of the most concerning aspects of the 2014 conflict was Hamas's use of civilian areas to launch attacks. Schools, hospitals, and residential buildings were used as launching pads for rockets, putting Palestinian civilians at risk, and making it difficult for Israel to respond without causing collateral damage. Israel took, an ex- Israel took extraordinary measures to minimize civilian casualties, including dropping leaflets, making phone calls, and sending text messages to warn civilians of impending strikes. Despite these efforts, the tragic loss of life occurred on both sides, underscoring the devastating impact of the conflict. The 2014 conflict serves as a grim reminder of the lengths to which Hamas will go to achieve its objectives, often at the expense of Palestinian civilians. It also highlights the challenges Israel faces in defending itself while minimizing harm to innocent people. The 2014 conflict ended with a ceasefire, but the underlying issues remain unresolved. The ongoing tensions serve as a reminder that the long-term solution is needed, one that addresses the security concerns of Israel while also providing a path to statehood for the Palestinians. Understanding past conflicts like the 2014 operation provides valuable context for the current situation. It's not an isolated incident but part of a larger, more complicated picture that requires nuanced discussion and action. One of the arguments often put forward in support of Israel is the historical connection of the Jewish people to the land. This connection dates back thousands of years and is deeply rooted in religious, cultural, and historical texts. The modern state of Israel was established in a land that has been identified with the Jewish people since biblical times. The Balfour Declaration of 1917 and the subsequent British Mandate recognized the historical connection of the Jewish people to Palestine and supported the establishment of a Jewish homeland. This laid the groundwork for eventual creation of the state of Israel in 1948. It's important to discuss the ideology that drives Hamas. This group's charter contains explicit anti-Semitic language and calls for the destruction of Israel. This is not merely a political stance against the state of Israel, but a deep-seated hatred against the Jewish people. Anti-Semitism is not just a problem for Jews or for Israel. It's a problem for humanity. The spread of anti-Semitic views fosters an environment of hatred and violence that affects us all. It's crucial to confront and, um, and condemn these views wherever they appear. Ignoring or downplaying the anti-Semitic rhetoric of groups like Hamas is dangerous. Not only does it embolden them, but it also undermines the effort for peace and reconciliation. We must be village vigilant in calling out hate speech and promoting dialogue instead. Education is a powerful tool in com- in combating ignorance and prejudice. Understanding the historical and cu- and cultural context of this conflict can lead to a more informed opinions and hopefully. Uh, to more constructive solutions. Despite the challenges, many believe that a two-state solution is the most viable path to peace. This would involve the establishment of a Palestinian state alongside Israel, with both nations living in peace and security. However, the problem with that is just that basically Hamas has been governing Gaza since 2008. They have been violent towards Israel. If Palestine was granted a state, who's to say that another group similar to Hamas wouldn't rise up again and demand the entire area become all a part of a single Palestinian state, ousting Jewish people from their homeland. Recently, there was an incident here in Canada, in Mississauga, Ontario, that caught the attention of many. A group of individuals was seen driving around in a truck, waving Palestinian flags and reportedly expressing pro-Hamas sentiments. This event has sparked a lot of discussion and concern. The Mississauga incident serves as a reminder that conflicts happening thousands of miles away can have a ripple effect on local communities. It's crucial to understand, while people have the right to express their opinions, there's a fine line between free speech and the promotion of hate and violence. The diaspora communities have a unique role and responsibility in these situations. While it's natural to feel a connection to one's homeland or to people who share one's ethnicity or religion, it's a... it's important to remember that promoting hate or violence is never acceptable. Events like the one in Mississauga, they should be taken seriously by law enforcement. While Canada is a country that values free speech, it's important to investigate any actions that could incite violence or spread hate. Open dialogue with, community, with the community can be a powerful tool for understanding peace. Whether it's a town hall meeting, interfaith dialogues, or educational seminars, These platforms allow people to express their views constructively and learn from one another. Media outlets have a responsibility to cover such incidents in a balanced manner. Sensationalizing events or taking sides can further polarize communities and make it more difficult to find common ground. The incident in Mississauga is a reminder that the Israel-Hamas conflict is not just an overseas issue, but one one that affects communities worldwide. It's crucial to approach such incidents with nuance and a commitment to peace and understanding. One of the key points often raised in discussions about Israel is its status as the only democracy in the Middle East. This is not just a talking point. It's a significant fact that sets Israel apart from its neighbors. Democracy is more than just a form of government. It's a set of values that includes freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and the rule of law. These are principles that are deeply embedded in Israeli society. Democratic values are not just important for Israel, they are important for the stability and progress of the entire region. Democracies are generally more peaceful, more economically stable, and better at protecting human rights. Given the democratic nature, Israel is has the potential to play a significant role in spreading these values in the middle east while it's not israel's responsibility to impose its system on others its very existence as a democratic state offers a different model for governance in the region it's important to acknowledge the challenges to establishing democracies in the middle east including historical cultural and geopolitical factors however the presence of at least one stable democracy offers hope and a potential path forward. When we talk about Israel's democratic nature, it's often instructive to contrast it with groups like Hamas, which do not operate on, a demo- on democratic principles, and often suppress dissent and individual freedoms. As we wrap up this segment, let's remember that democracy is not just a form of government, but a way of life that values each individual's rights and freedoms, Israel, as the only democracy in the Middle East, has an important role to play in promoting these values. Now we're going to move into question period. It's now uh, we are going to address some common questions from the Israel-Hamas conflict. Let's dive in. So the first question: Why does Israel occupy Palestinian territories? First off, it's important to clarify that Israel withdrew from Gaza in 2005 giving the Palestinian Authority an opportunity to govern. Unfortunately, Hamas took over in 2007 and has since used Gaza as a base of attacks against Israel. Israel's presence in the West Bank is a complex issue, but it's crucial to remember that Israel has repeatedly offered to withdraw in exchange for peace, only to be met with rejection or violence. Question two, isn't Israel's military response disproportionate? Israel has the right to defend its citizens. The Israeli defense forces go to great lengths to minimize civilian casualties, including warning civilians before strikes. Contrast this with Hamas, which deliberately targets Israeli civilians uh, and uses its own people as human shields. Question 3. What about settlements? Aren't they illegal? The issue of settlements is is, uh, contentious and subject to various interpretations of international law. However, it's worth noting that Israel has in the past dismantled settlements as part of peace agreements. The focus should be on negotiating a two-state solution where both Israelis and Palestinians can live in peace. Why doesn't Israel just give up land for peace? Question 4. Israel has tried to approach has tried this uh, approach before. They withdrew from Gaza in 2005. It was supposed to be a step towards peace, but it led to the rise of Hamas and increased rocket attacks on Israel. Land for peace is a noble idea, but it requires a partner genuinely interested in peace, which Hamas has not demonstrated. Isn't supporting Israel the same as supporting oppression? Israel is a democratic country that values human rights and the rule of law. While no country is perfect, equating Israel with oppressive regimes is not only inaccurate, but it, it, it ignores the existential threat Israel faces daily. I hope this question period has provided some clarity on the conflict. The situation is complex, but understanding the facts is crucial for forming a balanced opinion. This has been episode four of the Thoughts From Home podcast series. I hope you've enjoyed it. This podcast should be available on my YouTube channel, on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, and likely wherever you get your podcasts. If you did like this episode, please be sure to to subscribe on whatever platform that you would normally use for podcasts. We'll be out soon with another episode, but until then, stay informed and stay safe.